This is Joan Breibart, Body Conversations, episode 13, and this is October 2021. And it's about, what can I say, wellness bitches running scared. So let's begin with a name. You probably don't know this name, but you're paying his salary. It's a professor at Stanford University. He's a professor of medicine and nutrition, Christopher Gardner. And what he does, you pay for. In other words, the NIH supports these studies and trials and all kinds of investigations into what would I say? How much can people eat without getting so obese that they need an amputation? Um, or you know, what is going to make them healthier, right? So to begin with, um, they know now, though they're all holding hands and trying to block it, that the, the foundation of, uh, Everything in terms of exercise and diet is cratering. It's just coming down. And uh, it obviously should have done it a long time ago, just like we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan for 20 years. One year would have been enough. But instead, we started this in 1963, as I've said many times, with Weight Watchers. And the first thing they did was to give uh, dieters foods they could eat in unlimited quantities, now, of course, most of the foods that are available, people can eat on Weight Watchers in unlimited quantities. But anyway, um, and then it began, which I call nutrient manipulations, um, with only one thing in mind. Get people to keep buying, 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 eating, eating, buying, buying, and then have uh, these tools like drinking water all the time, our most precious resource, to make you feel as if You've washed away the calories, and of course, exercise, you're torching the calories. So the first nail in the coffin was more than six, maybe seven years ago, when the New York Times had to publish this study about the hunter-gatherers workout. Workout is sort of a silly term for this. These are people in Tanzania who lived, well, they live now just as if they were living 10,000 years ago. So they don't have any anything we would consider even remotely modern, not even a hut. They just walk around all the time and pick food if they can find it, right? And, um, you know, what happened was that they found out that they did not burn any more calories than people who sat at a desk in front of a computer. Anyway, the most recent one written by Gretchen Reynolds in the New York Times, I think the title is something like, you know, your workout doesn't burn the calories you think finally had to admit that, again, the human body is not simple. It's complex. And though we would like to know exactly the formula that will enable us to do whatever we want, which mostly is just keep stuffing things in our mouth, gluttony, gluttony, gluttony. I guess that's why it's one of the seven deadly sins. But anyway, um, we just can't find that formula. And But we found money. We found so much money. Trillions and trillions of dollars have been uh, fueled um, by the fuel that we tell people to consume or to expend. Anyway, um, why, of course, that article uh, in the New York Times, you know, this is the, the paper of record, is so um, 
upsetting to the wellness bitches. And of course, even though they will ignore it to the very end, all the people, the manufacturers of exercise equipment where, you know, you get on the treadmill and then, you know, 15 minutes later, you burn 400 calories, right? Or you do some workout. I was on YouTube recently and saw these bar workouts promising 600 calories, right? Of course, nobody even knows anymore whether they've even tried to measure it or they just put it in because people want to hear it. But anyway, where you see, of course, that everybody should be talking about this, but very few are, we have this fellow, Christopher Gardner, who was interviewed by the Washington Post, the other important paper. And he talks about biohacking. That's a big thing up in Silicon Valley with people who are billionaires who want to live to be 150 because they have such a great life and they're so rich, no one can even understand how people can have that kind of money. Um, and so they're, they're, they screw around. And let, let's face it, maybe in 25 years, you'll put your finger every morning into a device and on your computer, whatever we have at that point, it will tell you, you know, mix vial A with vial D and then add a little C in it. And that's all you're going to need, right? So you will be fueled perfectly for your body. But we're not there now. And of course, we'll never be feeding the the soul, which is important, very important, um, by doing that. But anyway, that's maybe their dream. You know, if you're a billionaire, Silicon Valley tech person, because these tech people, many of them are just uh, crazy when it comes to nutrition. I mean, everyone knows that uh, Steve Jobs became a fruitarian, only eating fruit. Worst thing you could do if you have pancreatic cancer. At one point, all he did was eat broccoli. For a year, he ate broccoli. That's it. Of course, he had a private chef who figured out ways to make it very appetizing. But how appetizing can be just eating broccoli? Um, the co-founder of Twitter, now Medium, Evan Williams, apparently eats uh, nothing all weekend. Um, that's his manipulation. And probably has no friends because you know most people are socializing and uh, food and beverage come into the picture. But at any rate, we know they love to play. So this guy is uh, at Stanford, you know, which is the meeting ground of the tech billionaires. Anyway, so here's what he says. And then there's one thing that often gets overlooked. You have to have joy and pleasure in food, Gardner said. If you enjoy what you eat, you have a much better chance of doing it forever. It will be different from one person to the next, and there will never be a randomized trial of it. So, you know, it just sounds like nothing to most people, but to me, of course, it's capitulation. It's absolute flat-out capitulation because he makes his salary by doing these trials on food. Um, you know, maybe people don't know about these things, but they're just... Uh, what can I do? It's They do these things so they can optimize what people would eat. He has done 30 years of research dedicated to finding solutions to current controversies such as topics as garlic, soy, antioxidants, omega-3 fats from fish or flax, vegetarian diets, artificial sweeteners, and low-fat versus low-carb weight loss diets. A special emphasis of his current research involves the connections between diet, the microbiome, and immune function. 
His rigorously designed and conducted human nutrition trials and publications on these topics have made him a nationally recognized leader in nutrition science. Okay, so we get the picture. He's built, um, you know, he's built a business with our tax dollars trying to figure out uh, all sorts of things that are not, um, you know, they can't be understood in the way that everybody wants to understand them and nobody wants to quit on it because they they still want to have this um, formula, you know, a formula for 8 billion people. Let's have a formula for 8 billion people and those 8 billion people will all eat and drink the same thing and everybody will be so healthy, right? Of course, it's absurd just to say it is absurd, but so... I obviously am thrilled with this. Now, I think that most people may not be, even though everything has failed them. I mean, we have an obese population and we have people that have, you know, they're almost everybody is eating disordered. In other words, they're just obsessed with what they're eating. And then it gets to the latest um official eating disorder, which is orthorexia, right? We know about bulimia and um, um, anorexia and whatever, and binge eating. So now we have a fourth one, right? And no one says, this is disgusting. I mean, a billion people are starving in the world. And we have people that are just obsessed with every little nutrient and their micros and their macros or whatever. So the problem is, and that's why I'm going to do more of these um, podcasts, you know, I'm very um, haphazard about it because it takes a lot to get them together and people don't understand what I'm saying and I don't know how to fix that. But things are moving in this right direction. They're moving in the direction that I forecast beginning in the 70s, right, when I began to see that this focus on exercise and diet was not going to have a good outcome. Um, of course, I've said this before, nobody thought about health then. And if they did, they wouldn't have mentioned it. It was hacky. Now we have people, they're just merchandising their health. We have people doing videos of themselves looking horrible giving birth because, you know, that's what people want to see apparently. Or latest I heard was Selma Blair is doing something about her MS. It's a documentary. Now it's unfortunate. It's a tragedy when people get a horrible illness, but merchandising it you know, to make a, a documentary, you know, I don't know if that's really the right thing to do, but of course no one cares about the right thing. They just want attention and people are um, unable to get attention for um, interesting and fun and sophisticated uh, ideas and activities. So they just pick anything. And I guess people are attracted to it because it makes them feel better. I'm not sure why. But anyway, um, so I'm thrilled that the uh, wellness world will have problems ahead the wellness wonders there, you know, because of, as everyone knows, who's listened to any of the things I've said, wellness is just a term means nothing that um, was invented to cover up the failure. I mean, I don't even know what our term for Afghanistan 
was when after, you know, 15 years, it, we're just making things worse. And I don't know what we referred to this as, but we're helping women get an education, I guess. Of course, um, we should never have been in there. And anyone who says so, you know, obviously has no uh, uh, interest in uh understanding history or dealing with um, a culture that is really xenophobic. I mean, regardless, I mean, ask the Russians, ask the English, you know, we could have, uh, you know, and they would say, no, don't go near it. But anyway, we did because we do these things. And then it's not bad that we do these things in and of itself. You know, people make mistakes. Government makes mistakes. It's that we cannot ever admit the mistake. So, we are moving to the point now where we're going to have to admit that calories, at this moment, we're still constantly talking about it. I read medium.com and every single day, dozens of articles about what to do to torch calories and how to eat this to calories, calories, calories. And that's their, and people are writing to give advice. I lost 30 pounds and here's what I did. Here's how I, I fooled around with calories. And then, of course, I always put it and say, this is a little outdated. Forget calories, hormones rule. And it's not the calories, it's the quantity. And, and people literally don't know what I'm writing. They just, they cannot understand it because they've been so brainwashed. I can remember, I don't know if I told the story, that when I was first out of college and I was working in scholastic magazines and books, I think then, and my roommate was at work at the Museum of Modern Art. And um, she started much later than I did. She went to work at 10.30 and I went at 9. And she would get up in the morning and make this dish that would be like onions with chopped meat and tomatoes. I mean, it's a huge dish. And then she didn't eat all day. And then she went out for dinner every single night. Someone bought her dinner, which was good because we hardly made any money. But, and I did too. What was so interesting was that she figured out that this dish would give her a certain number of calories, how she did that. And um, she was probably five foot three and weighed about 105 pounds. And the only thing she would never eat, you know, occasionally we did eat together, was Chinese food because she couldn't figure out the calories. Now that's going back to the early 60s. So you see that even then, and then many years later, I saw her and she had unfortunately sized up and was no longer a tiny person. Um, and, you know, I have to think it was because she became obsessed with all of this and constantly ate the same few things. That's one of the problems with all of this calorie. Last week, what was it? Onions were recalled or, yeah, because of salmonella. You know, every month there's something like that. The worst one it will be chicken, and that's happened because people eat chicken every single day. Most Americans eat chicken almost every day. I mean, maybe I eat it once a week. I don't even know because I don't keep track of these things. I just try to eat as broadly as possible, which is what everyone should do. So we're going to talk from now on about what I call the universal diet. Obviously, it, it is 80 bites. You know, sorry, it's 80 bites, 33 years, starting as diet directives and now. 
when people are recognizing that these manipulations haven't worked. They've been based on, on counts and uh, all kinds of other nutrient screw-ups that um, didn't make sense. And, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad now because we have to fix it while people are really, really, really overweight, obese, morbidly obese. So we nice if we could have recognized it before, and that would have been in the mid-80s. I, I would say about 1987 if we had recognized this and at that point stopped. It would have been easy, really easy to fix. But I still think it's in two years we can, we can fix it. Um, and by that I mean... This uh, number, and I don't even understand this number, this if you lose 10% of your body weight, somehow your body gets the idea that you're doing the right thing and then your numbers, I'm talking about your A1C and um, different hormonal markers seem to um, regulate themselves and you probably can avoid diabetes. I mean, that's all we really at this point can hope, that people can can avoid diabetes, even though, I mean, over 40 million people actually have it right now, but there's another 100 million people in line to get it. So, you know, it's a lot of the population. And when I say fix it, I mean that if everyone stops looking at the calorie counts on the jars and bottles and bags and boxes, and certainly on the exercise equipment, do not look at those numbers. And just gradually, and you have to begin with the 80 bytes app, not because you're going to count every byte, but because you want to see when you're pressing that bite button, you want to see. And of course, by doing it, you're eating much more slowly and you're reminded to chew your food, right? And you want to see, do you feel, you don't want to see, you want to feel. Do I feel like I'm full? At what point do I feel like I'm full? Somebody wrote an article in Medium about why the Japanese cuisine is the best, right? Of course, they missed all the points because they're just a wellness bitch. Japanese have this uh, saying called, uh, I think it's haribuki, where you eat until you're 80% full. Well, of course, that's um, absolutely um, absurd in this culture where everybody's stomach can easily take 50 or 60 bites. So 80%... It's still overeating. You know, we're talking about Japanese people. They have 3% obesity. We have 60 who haven't stretched their stomachs. So, and they don't even want to get to close to that. So they, they eat, they also are talking about people who eat meals and the most beautifully prepared meals, even if it's in their fast food version of the meals, all different flavors and, and colors are assembled and they, have a beverage that makes sense. You know, now, of course, people tell you what they eat. They never say, and this is what I drank with my meal because there's, it's just nonstop manipulation and nobody even understands that combination of beverage and food. No, they don't see that as promoting satiety. It's just, oh, calories in, calories out. So, um, the calories in, uh, the calories out, the eat healthy, exercise more. Oh, let's get to healthy. That's what we, along with forgetting about calories, 
uh, this word healthy has to go. We have to stop putting this word to modify everything. It's also meaningless, just like wellness. What does it mean? For the longest time, healthy, of course, was low fat. And the reason really was that fat has nine calories per gram and carbohydrates and proteins four. So you can see the numbers right there. And now, of course, um, and there was a time, and this was in the 70s and 80s, where in New York, I can tell you, that's where I was. If you ate bacon, people would look at you as if you were just crazy because it had nitrates in it. It was horrible and you were going to get cancer on the spot immediately, right? Now we have diets that promote eating bacon all the time. So, you know, if people who are dieters understood how diet companies dream up diets, it would be easier for them. They find out something that a large percentage of the population is doing, like maybe binging on uh, cookies and donuts and pastry. And instead of saying, do not binge on those, just eat one, eat much fewer, many fewer. No, they come up with gluten. Gluten is the problem. You know, it has nothing to do with the quantity. So I want to finish off with the most absurd um, statement, which came from the FDA about three weeks ago. They've come out with a big concern about salt. We're consuming way too much salt, which is true. Of course, if you consume three times the food you should eat, you're going to have more salt, right? But of course, they don't want to acknowledge that because they want everyone to consume three, four, ten times the amount of food they should. So they're going to go and insist that every manufacturer reformulate everything. And at the end, I think we're going to save If you eat an entire uh, bag of potato chips, you'll have 12% less salt, right? Of course, the idea that maybe you shouldn't eat an entire bag of potato chips, we don't want to bring that up because that's not good for business. Now, last night on Bill Maher, there was a person talking about restaurant workers and how poorly paid they are, which is true, and how many finally quit. And... um, Bill Maher made a a statement, which is, yeah, people want to pay them more, but they don't want their eggs Benedict that now sells for $8 to be $12. And of course, the um, person who had written a book about um, restaurant workers said, oh, no, no, it won't do that. It won't do that. We'll just pay workers more. But of course, it will do that. And it should do that. Because people never ate out. My generation, my family was unique. People would talk about us. We ate in restaurants. Hardly anyone did. People didn't do it. It wasn't part of our culture. And most people thought it would be too expensive. And they didn't have the palate. They weren't interested in other kinds of cuisines. They were just happy with meat and potato and a vegetable, you know, Uh, a main and two sides. That was it. So obviously, you know, that's the exact opposite. Now everybody eats out. But the fact is the food has to cost more. And I really wonder why people are so afraid of that. Um, 80 Bites, we post on um, the Instagram and Facebook photos I've taken of things I've bought, like a muffin, a muffin that to me is like the size of a small grapefruit. And it's $4.25 or croissant, such as that. And I cut it in half. And I wrap up half and I freeze it and I eat it next week. So people are thinking, oh, that poor woman, she can't afford 
to have the full croissant, the full muffin, or eat this hero sandwich that's almost a foot long. She just can't afford it, so she has to cut it in half and put it away. No, I cannot physically eat it. I could not get it down. I mean, someone could force feed me, but uh, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. So it's hard for people to understand that I'm not depriving myself. And people, before they sized up their stomachs, were not deprived by eating less. They really weren't. So first get the 80 Bites app and start to find out when you feel you're depriving yourself, because you're certainly going to feel it if you're um, overweight, obese, morbidly obese, you're going to feel it way before 25 bites. You're not going to feel anything that makes you want to stop, right? And you're just going to find out, when do I want to stop, right? Which may be never. Um, and from there, you, you have the information as to what to do. And what to do will be to gradually reduce quantity. And the way to do that is to stop thinking about healthy and unhealthy and eat what you want to eat. Because if this big expert says, if you enjoy what you eat, you have a much better chance of doing it forever, right? So if you enjoy eating what you want, I don't know if that's pizza or strawberries, whatever it is, you should eat it, but you should eat less and less. And more than that, you should eat only one area should be more. And that is the different kinds of foods and beverages you consume. That's expand that, expand the reach of what you eat. Eat more broadly, eat smaller quantities. Everything falls into place and pretty soon your body is helping you. One successful 80 biter told me recently, this is like the tortoise and the hare. And I was surprised because I knew that she had lost 20 pounds quite quickly, maybe in a few months on uh, 80 bites. And this was a year later. So I said, what do you mean? She said, well, yes, I lost that weight and I'm still losing a little bit. But what the difference is, is that I put on a pair of pants I hadn't worn in a year. When I wore them last, they fit, but they were tight. And now they really are almost loose. So there was just a shift, right? So that's what she's saying. It's the long, it's the long uh, game. You know, things shift gradually, imperceptibly. You're not stepping on the sail. You're not measuring yourself. Not the people who ever measure their waistline, which 35 inches, you're obese. Um, but this is going to be really easy. And when you see the wellness bitches, like this guy Gardner with his degrees and his NIH funding coming out and saying, pleasure, joy, you know they are covering up their asses and they're trying to um, provide a way where they can gracefully switch over and hopefully people won't remember what they said before.